You are now listening to the Build a Brain podcast with Dr. Jeannie Zayer. Join the quest to shape an efficient brain that fires on all cylinders and runs like a fine-tuned machine. You are now in the capable hands of an international presenter and a pathologically optimistic brain builder. Dr. Zaire will give you the right blocks to build that three pounds of cerebral muscle for you, your child, or the young adult you teach or mentor. Block by block, thought by thought, now is the time to build a better brain. Let's get started. Thank you, Kiboy. It is so good to be with all of my listeners again, and I love your comments. I really appreciate it when you leave a positive review. That helps our podcast just spread the good news, so hope you'll take a a minute to do that. But our second introduction to mediation, I want to just keep going a little bit deeper. We need to get into some of the theory. I'm going to use a few big words, but they're not bad. I think you'll you'll be able to, to follow along with me. We're following the work of Professor Reuven Feuerstein, and he was an Israeli psychologist put in charge of trying to help Holocaust survivors get their thinking back after they had been in concentration camps or children or teenagers that had been abandoned around the world and were brought to Israel. So he really did some amazing work. I got to write a letter of nomination to Oslo, Norway to nominate him. So he's a Um, a nominated wonderful person for a Nobel Peace Prize. Didn't get it, but that's okay. Oslo at least got to to recognize and hear that there was someone like Ruben Feuerstein because his work has gone global. So the Feuerstein Institute is doing great work in Israel still, even though he passed away several years ago. His son has taken over and he's Rabbi Dr. Rafi Feuerstein, so I'm honored to get to work with him and partner with the Institute to take this method around the world. One of the components of Feuerstein's original theory he called structural cognitive modifiability. I always tell my trainees, if you can use that at the supper table tonight, the day they hear that in training, your family's going to be really impressed about what you're learning <laughs> in, your, in your training. So let's just break it down real simple. Structural, meaning psychological structures in your, in your mind or your brain, like how you perceive the world or memory or motivation. Those are all structures of the brain that are created by literal networks or structures of neurons. And then the second word, cognitive, a little more familiar to us, that the idea of being able to think well. So cognition is thinking. And then the last one, modifiability, is more than just able to be changed. Reuven was going after permanent positive change. So modifiability was that idea that the structure of our thinking can be permanently changed for the better. And a lot of times people, by the time they're even maybe in fifth grade, I've heard kids that'll say, oh, I'll never be good in math or I'm not a good reader. And they kind of take on the ownership of, I won't be able to do that in life. So have you ever heard anybody say something like that, Gibway? Children, for sure. 
are the most people who I've heard say, oh, well, I don't know, you know, I can't, I'm not good at this, or my sister's better at this than I am, or, you know, and then even some adults I, I've heard say, well, that's not my strong suit, or I don't know how to do this, or, you know, it's too late for me to learn a new skill or something like that. Yeah. There are a lot of corporate training programs and um, different approaches to life that say you should find your passion, you should find your talent, and just do that. And in the Feuerstein camp, we don't disagree with that, but we're also listening to our clients to see if they have picked up what Dr. Carol Dweck called a fixed mindset, that they actually have a belief system that I can't do that. And so that's going to really impact our life. If we truly believe we can never acquire skills, especially if it's cognitive, I'm not talking about physical skills. Like I'm never going to be a figure skater. I like to say, cause I don't have a figure, uh, but there are physical things that we're limited by, but cognitively, honestly, we really do have unlimited potential. That's the mission statement of the MindCap Center, unleashing unlimited potential. That's what Reuven Feuerstein was going after with this theory of structural cognitive modifiability, that we can help children or adults of any age maybe reach more potential or expand their horizons, be able to do more in life by improving their ability to think and learn far beyond what they originally thought they'd be able to do or what their parent thought they'd be able to do. Now, I do want to share that hope can be a scary thing. Why do you think I say that, Kibway? I think hope can be a little haunting. It's because you really believe and desire something, but you don't really know how to attain it. And so it just kind of looms over you as a longing that never gets satisfied. Yes. And so that can be kind of scary to hope for something better in my life. And I know it may not come true. So if I'm hoping for something and my desires or my dreams are going to be dashed, it's better to not hope. And so that's why hope can be a little bit scary. I have seen this repeatedly with some of the parents that have brought us children that really have some very serious challenges. It's kind of a frightening thing to have hope that my child could improve. Here's how I describe hope. I say hope is holding on to positive expectations, H-O-P-E. And Sometimes I tell parents, right now, you may need to just tie a knot on the end of that rope and hold on tight because you're really going through some tough times with your child, whether it's anxiety or depression or a very serious learning issue. And we are going to have the positive expectations right now. And I know it's hard for you, but just hang in there with us and you are going to have positive expectations as well. I cannot promise anyone, oh, in 10 weeks or in five months, we're going to bring your child from here to there, or you're going to go from here to here. I don't know that. Only God knows that. 
But what I can promise our clients is that if you roll up your sleeves and participate in what we're going to present to you, I can promise you there's going to be improvement. How much? I don't know. Does that sound like a good promise to give? I think that's a great promise. I think improvement is the crux of all great change, all great growth. And so if you can at least improve, you have a very, very good chance of getting where you want to go. We have a delightful little boy that has meltdowns if things don't go his way. He's about, I think he's nine years old, which is a little old to have tantrums, right? And so he has these, did have these meltdowns that would go on for, for 20, 30 minutes. And the parents were just beside themselves. And so we've worked with him for about, I think we're going on about 30 sessions which isn't too bad, you know, about 30 hours of work to turn around nine years of behavior, I think is pretty good. And now he still will have an occasional meltdown, but they only last a few minutes. And so that's taken a lot of stress off the family is they don't have this child who is upsetting the other siblings. He's not the only child and his behavior was really impacting others. So almost all of our clients, I'd say a good 90% show that this structural cognitive modifiability can happen. And wow, that's a great message of hope. What's one of the main things that you feel like people believe that they cannot change about their brains when they come to you, about their children or their, their mentees or even just about themselves? Probably anger is a big one because anger is a very powerful emotion. And if somebody is using anger to control other people, they say there's about, I, I'm not positive, I'd have to look it up again, about seven muscles in your face that express anger. And it only takes one or two of those muscles engaged and it's perceived as power. Think about people that you've known. That's not you, Kibwe, or me. We don't use anger to manipulate or control other people, but I bet you know someone that has. Absolutely. And it works. It works. And so uh, anger, even in young children, can be very intimidating to parents and especially a lot of meltdowns. They just can't imagine how is this ever going to stop. Um, some other issues are children that have very serious executive function issues. Sometimes we call that ADHD. They struggle with being able to focus and follow through and plan. And if they've had years of that, parents are like, well, we heard about MindCap and we're willing to try it, but you can tell they're a little afraid of hope. So those are two situations that are kind of um, difficult for parents to have hope for. So how do we start to uh, develop structural cognitive modifiability? Reuven said the key is mediation. And I found that very fascinating. And it took me a few years, a lot of reading and a lot of exploring it myself before I became a firm believer that he was right on is this ability to be very present with another person and to be calm ourself and be able to ask good questions and to get that child to engage with you and answer the questions. And we listen. 
and then we ask another question and it's very calm and it's uh, helping the frontal lobes be very engaged with you. Your frontal lobes have to be very engaged. You can't be hijacked as the adult here in charge. You have to be calm yourself. Anxiety is contagious. Would you agree? I definitely agree. But so is a calm spirit. So you know those friends and those people that bring you happiness and bring you a sense of peace. The, the word in Hebrew is shalom. And it, it's more than, hey, peace, baby. We tend to throw that word around. <laughs> but in the, in the Jewish faith, the word itself in Hebrew is much deeper and wider than just, hey, be calm. It's your whole being has a sense of peace and joy and calmness. And parents, teachers, mentors really struggle. I work with a lot of organizations. I'm really honored to do professional development for the Boys and Girls Club and Big Brothers, Big Sisters. And they're working with a lot of kids. And so they're often social workers or mentors that are trying to bring this sense of peace. And we're going to talk about that again in a, in a few minutes. But that's where you start. Reuven said, learn how to mediate, be, being present, asking good questions, giving wait time, listening, and then being able to come up with another good question. And that's what we're going to explore. So you got to just keep tuning in because we're going to explore those questions and how to do 12 different parameters. Can you give us just maybe one of the parameters, just a little quick sneak peek? Yes, I'm going to give you three of them. I'm going to give you the first three, but I'm going to want you to create a visual image. You might be watching this on YouTube so you can see my hands. And, and because this isn't a PowerPoint or anything, but visualization is a very powerful, remember that's a cognitive function, to be able to see in my mind. So I want you to use that skill and imagine a mountain. You are now living in Colorado. Have you and Lauren climbed some mountains? We have. Did you start a mountain with some really good intention and about halfway up go, oh my word, have we bitten off more than we thought? 100%. <laughs> I don't think you can ever be ready for a mountain until it has happened to you at least once. Yeah. So name name one of the mountains. Do you know a name of a mountain? that you We went on Upper Valley Falls, which is a huge waterfall that goes through the mountains. It's absolutely gorgeous. Oh. But about the last third of the way feels like it's straight up. Yeah. And it was yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, Rick and I are a whole lot older than you, old enough to be your parents. And so <laughs> we just now climb hills. We don't do mountains. And we have even tackled some hills that were like, oh my word. So if you think of the bottom of the hill, you have really good intention. And Reuven's first parameter, he called intentionality. So it's a little bit like climbing a mountain. I've got really good intention. And so you're climbing this mountain and you expect from the mountain or from your climbing partner, good reciprocity. Now, I've, I've never done this, but I've watched those people that put clamps into rock and, you know, they're, they're helping each other with ropes. Mm -hmm. And so you, when you're that kind of mountain climber, you have to have incredible 
partners, that the two of you have this reciprocity. But even just you climbing the mountain with Lauren, you're making sure, hey, you got water. Did you bring the snacks? Yeah, I got the snacks. Hey, you're looking tired. Should we take a break? So that reciprocity with someone else is really important when you're climbing a mountain. And that's at the bottom of the mountain. And your intention is to make it to the top. And so then when you get about halfway up the mountain, now you start questioning, why did we think we could do this today? Or why did I think I was ready to do this? And Rick and I, we've had this happen to us a couple times. And because we're not like, you know, mountain climbers. And so we get to the middle part and we're thinking, do we go back? And so the meaning of why am I doing this? You're starting to ask the why questions. And when we mediate our children or our people that we're mentoring, they may ask why. Why are we doing this? Why are you making me study algebra? Why do I have to study this book in the Bible? Why, why, why? Well, as a mediator, we need to have the answers to that question. And so bringing meaning to the relationship or when we're halfway up the mountain is the second parameter. So intentionality, reciprocity actually go together at the bottom of the mountain. And then the next parameter, Reuven said, needs to be there for good mediation is that you can explain why we're doing what we're doing. And those can be very tough questions to answer. Have you ever taken a course in college that after you were in it, you were wondering why you signed up? Oh, 100%. And if I'm going to stay. <laughs> and there are times you just go, you know, this is a drop. I, <laughs> I'm dropping this one. I don't need it. Or you gut it out and realize, no, I, I think this professor has something for me that at first I thought, no, but I'm going to stick it out. And then you're, you end up realizing you were glad you did. So reciprocity and intentionality go together, right? And then the next one is meaning. meaning. You're halfway up the mountain. And now we get to the top of the mountain, that last third you talked about. And sometimes we see that at MindCap, that as we're working with our clients, that, that we hit that third part of the hour and we're really leaning in and challenging our client to do some really hard cognitive work and that hard work can often be that top part of the mountain of mediation. Reuven called it transcendence. And this is where I want to talk about an amazing uh, lecturer that knows all about biochemistry and molecular and things and the brain. His name is Dr. Pascal Lasambe. And I got to hear him, they brought him to Fort Wayne and he was a lecturer in an, in an amazing series. Uh, Kibwe, you got to hear him as well. And one of his lectures, he talked about oxytocin. It's also called the love hormone. It's when you meet that certain someone and you go, oh yeah, I think this is the person <laughs> I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with. You know, he is really cute or she is the one for me. And oxytocin is bubbling. <laughs> Your brain is making it. It's an amazing hormone. It's also very present when women are pregnant. 
And it's the body is getting ready for the woman to really love that baby when it's born. So oxytocin is called the love hormone, but it also helps with neuroplasticity. I just read that research yesterday. Pascal Lasambi taught me about oxytocin and high quality human interactions. And I'm going, oh, he's talking mediation. He doesn't know anything about Feuerstein, but he is fitting perfectly into this idea that when you feel genuinely heard by another person, and you know when this has happened in your life, like, wow, she gets me. Or this person, he's actually listening to what I'm saying. I've got eye contact and he's leaning in and genuinely hearing me that oxytocin is released. Mm. You literally feel you are loved. To me, that was so powerful. And I think that fits in with transcendence because Reuven described transcendence as our job as a mediator is to make sure that this child takes this knowledge beyond the here and now. It's not about just learning this lesson for today. This is going to last a lifetime. So think about when you get to the top of the mountain and you see that view, you saw the upper falls, or you're looking out at other mountaintops, you're seeing a view that's going to last a lifetime, right? So what we're going to do in the next episode, I think, is we're going to dive into intentionality. We're just going to give that one. We'll touch on reciprocity. And then the, the next episode, then we'll, we'll spend a whole bunch of time on reciprocity. So every episode is going to be one of these parameters of mediation. Now, those of you out there listening that know the Feuerstein program, you know there's more. There's one called accepting challenges and feeling of competence and mediating for self-regulation, mediating for seeking, setting, and achieving goals, mediating for realizing self-change, the human capacity for change, or to mediate for optimistic alternatives, for sharing behaviors, and for a sense of belonging. So that's all of them, and we're going to dive into every one. If you all have not yet, go ahead and subscribe. Share this with your friends who may have children or mentees so that you guys don't miss any of these highly important concepts, tools, and strategies. Thank you so much, Dr. Zare. You want to give us a send off? Look for someone that you can mediate today. Ask some good questions and listen for good answers. Thank you for being with us. Thanks for listening to the Build a Brain podcast. If you're wanting to know more information on how to build a brain, please visit the website for the MindCap Center in Fort Wayne, Indiana at www.mind-cap.org. That's www.mind-cap.org. Children and adults from across the United States and Canada have found the cognitive help they needed at the MindCap Center. The specialized team is trained in all levels of the Feuerstein program and can literally help you or your child build a better brain. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.